Big Buck Registries, Big Buck Podcast, episode number 23. Big Buck Registry is a virtual museum of hunting stories. We preserve a piece of Americana by interviewing and recording hunters about their hunts and experiences from across the country. And who knows, maybe we'll learn a thing or two along the way that'll help us take our hunt to the next level. Hey folks, this is Dean Vanier with Northwoods Common Sense, and you're listening to my favorite and most informative hunting podcast show on the internet, Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Podcast. If I wouldn't have listened to Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Podcast, I would have never shot that buck. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Jay Scott, your host of the Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Podcast. And we're psyched you're joining us again this week. This week's show is all about the youth, the youth hunters. And we uh, decided that it would be very interesting to interview a few youth hunters about how they develop their skill set and where they're hunting and uh, kind of what, what do kids think about uh, hunting these days. Uh, first, we speak to a couple of um, kids out of Texas and uh, each of whom have shot big bucks, and we get to learn a little bit about how they're developing their skill set. We speak to Devin, who's 11, and then Nicole, who is 16. And then we move on to uh, some other hunters that have actually formed a group of hunters or or have formed a group called Tall Tines Outdoors. They have a Facebook page, and they're uh, 17 years old, Tyler, Taylor, and Tristan. And they um, are actually just landed in Tennessee to hunt a huge piece of land in the Tennessee hills, and uh, we get to get their perspective on what they're doing. And then finally, we're off to another hunter highlight. Uh, This week's hunter highlight is actually a pretty cool story. Almost unbelievable. It's a double kill. It's a double bow kill, buck and a doe. Um, And we speak to Neil Erdman, and Neil actually shoots a doe, runs it out of arrows, recovers the arrows, and then shoots a buck. Kind of unbelievable. And he he shares all the little details about how he made that hunt super successful. So uh, listen in as we start our talk with Devin and Nicole. Devin, tell us how old you are, buddy. Sure. Tell us how old you are. I'm 11. 11 years old, and you killed a nice buck like you did. Hey, welcome to the Big Buck Registry, Big Buck Podcast. We were calling you to find out a little bit about this hunt on this big deer you shot. Well, it was a lot of fun shooting him. <laughs> almost, that... almost tried to had a heart attack. Also, also nervous. I bet. Tell us uh, how how the hunt start. Did, did you have plans on shooting that big buck, or did you just uh, walk out there and happen to see a nice one that night? Let, let's start with where where were you, Devin? What state are you in? Texas. Texas. Baylor County, Texas. I was in Baylor County, Texas. All right, excellent. And uh, uh sir. Go ahead, Devin. I uh I was uh dad my dad told me that there's been a buck walking into a stand and uh so I we went hunting that evening and he walked or that morning and he walked up on us and I shot him. That's very cool. Now did uh who helped you understand how the deer moved through that area? Did your dad help you? Yes, sir. And what do you have to say to dad? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Excellent. Did uh was you excited when you when you when he come out, Devin? Yes, sir. He was a little excited. He about tore the deer the door off the deer stand wanting to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first buck, right? Yes, sir. And what uh tell us about the deer itself. How many points did it have? Had eight. Excellent. And did you use a, uh, did you measure the, the width between the antlers? Yes, sir. I think it was like 15 or 18. 18. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Uh, and what are you going to do with it? Hanging on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hanging on the wall Hanging right on now. the wall. That's a beautiful thing. Excellent. Uh, I understand you shared it on, on Dusty's Facebook page over at Chubby Tines Outdoors. Yeah. Try to take... We try to take care of all the youth, and uh, you now we want to reach out and talk to Devin. I, I appreciate Kathy's in, inspiration on sending out the youth pictures to us, and and also taking them guys out to the woods. And Devin, we heard that he's really excited about it, and we want to get you on and hear a little bit about the hunt and, and how it went down for you. And uh, we're really excited that you got out there and, and accomplished such a big big buck out there in the woods. Tell him how you learned about it. Oh, you remember the hunt. 
What time did yeah. you get up, Devin? About four o'clock in the morning. Whoa, <laughs> that's early. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then what? Go ahead. We usually stay out there till about nine. He came in about eight. About eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Excellent. What did you harvest him with, Devin? Sir. What did you harvest him with? A bow or a rifle or a shotgun? What was you shooting? A thirty thirty. Thirty thirty. It seems to be a pretty common gun here tonight. Very nice. And and was it a scope or was it a uh, open sights? Scope. Scope. All right. And how far away was he when you shot? Fifty eight yards. Excellent. That, that's a young man knows his knows how far and what he was shooting, huh? He knows the specs. I like this. <laughs> he knows the details. I like this a lot. What and Devin? What about the um, what about the day itself? What was the temperature like? Five degrees. Wow. That sounds cold. Yeah. It's cold. Was it windy or was it kind of calm? It was calm. So it's a cold, calm day in Texas. And yeah. I didn't think it got that cold in Texas. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it does. Up in the van, man. It's pretty, pretty chilly up there. Gotcha. And the, the deer were moving and you were ready. Yep. And what, th- uh, Go ahead, Dusty. Tell us from head to toe, what kind of hunt gear did you have on, Devin? Did you have on camouflage, hunter orange? What was you wearing that day when you shot him? All camouflage, camouflage boots and hat and everything. Like, yeah, coveralls, pants, extra shirts, thermals. <laughs> so it was definitely pretty cold down there. Did uh, you guys down there use any kind of cover scent? You spray yourself down with anything before you head out? No. We just, all we use, usually, sometimes we'll use, like, some spray to scent them in. We'll just spray it in the air or, or rattle. But that's all. We don't spray ourselves down with anything. Gotcha. Did you end up doing some rattling for this deer, or did it come in all by itself? No, it came in by itself. Excellent. And uh, do you think you'll do this again next year, or do you have more tags to fill this year? Uh, More tags this year. I'm going hunting later this week. That's so cool. Very cool, Devin. Uh, Congratulations, and good luck the rest of the season. And definitely share some more pictures with us if you get another good one. Hope you yes, get on. Sir. We hope you get on another big one, buddy. Put Thank put us you. over. Put us over to your sister Nicole, and we'll get her on and hear about her deer hunting story. Devin, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Devin. Okay. Um. One sec. I'm gonna hear the phone. She's in her room. Okay. Hello. Hey, Nicole. Yes. How are you? This is Jay and Dusty with the Big Buck Registry, Big Buck Podcast. We want to know uh, a little bit about your deer hunt with your big buck that uh, Kathy sent over to us there at Chubby Tines Outdoors. Can you tell us a little bit about it? How was, uh, for congratulations on shooting that big buck. Uh, thank you. It was really exciting. I think my stepmom was more um, more of a, in a panic attack than I was. <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, t- tell us... Uh, what was the weather like that day? Tell us a little bit about the hunt and how it started out. Uh, obviously, what time did you get up that morning to go out to the woods? Um, it was. I woke up around four o'clock to go out there, and it was really cold. It was like five degrees. <laughs> um, at first, we weren't really saying anything, um, and then a doe came out, and my stepmom really wanted me to shoot a deer that day, and she was telling me to shoot a, the doe, and I told her no, I wanted to wait till I, um, until I, fa- I found a, butt, a buck, so she was a little disappointed, and we were a little longer, and we were about to leave, and then um, a buck came in, um, they were all really, really big. And she was telling me to shoot one of them. And I didn't really know which one she wanted me to shoot because they were all about the same size. Mm-hmm. So um, so I picked up the gun. And I started shaking a little bit. I was a little nervous. <laughs> and <laughs> um, she seemed to be breathing ha- harder than I was, though. <laughs> and <laughs> so I shot it, and it dropped. But then I got out of the sand and it was gone and it had ran like behind behind the feeder out in the field somewhere and we thought i lost it because me and kathy were looking looking for it we couldn't find it so we went to my dad and we told him and he helped us search for it and sooner or later we got to it and it was in a different a different owner's field like right behind the fence and we just weren't looking um we're looking across the fence, and we found it. And it was way bigger than I thought it was. 
That's that's so, really cool. So you're out there yeah. and you and, and you see a doe and you don't want to see it. Yeah, or you you don't want to shoot a doe. That's out. That's not in your league. So you you decide to pass on the doe and, and a group of bucks came out. How how excited was you when you seen a group of bucks? I was really excited. Um, I was I was happy that I didn't shoot the doe because right, if I would have shot the doe, then I'm sure that they wouldn't have came along. Right. Was your heart pounding out of your chest? Yeah, especially <laughs> when I found it. I bet that's uh that's Jay Jay and I can both speak on that. That's a there's no better feeling. Uh, you know, e- even as a female huntress, it's uh it's just as exciting as it is for the male huntress out there. And uh, you know, I-, I bet you was devastated when you looked out after you climbed down or got out of your blind, whatever you was hunting in there. Was you devastated that that it ran off on you? Yeah, I was. Um, cause I thought. At first, I was I was really happy that I didn't shoot the doe. I was like, yes, they came in, um, and I was like gloating to Kathy. I was like, I told you, <laughs> and then and then we got a stand, and they weren't there, and so that was, all went to waste at first. So you was talking a little trash when you climbed down, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right on. Uh, tell us about the terrain there in Texas. What what kind of terrain is there? Trees, scrub brush. What are you all hunting in down there? Um, in at our farm, um, there's a lot of trees, um, but also a lot of fields, wheat fields. So there's uh, uh, different terrain, different areas, then, is what you're telling us. Is right. It, is, it, is it fence rows, or is it actually uh, woods? It's wood. That's, that's, that's cool. I'm just curious what the terrain was down there that you all were hunting in. Uh, are, are you pumped up about getting back out there this year? Excuse me? Are you pumped up about getting back out to hunt this year? Yes, we're going Wednesday, I believe. That's exciting. Jay, uh, chime in here, Jay. Sure. And, and Nicole, how old are you? 16. 16. I was 14 when I shot the deer. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, so how's how's this year shaping up? It's good. Um, I haven't really gotten to get out there yet. I'm sure you but. will, though. It sounds like it's in your blood. <laughs> right. Excellent. Well, excellent, Nicole. Um, good luck this year, and uh, thanks for sharing your story about the the big buck that you shared on Chubby Tines. Um, and uh, definitely, if you if you get something else, don't hesitate. Send it on over so we see what's going on. All right. Thanks. Good luck to you too. Cool. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you to Devin and Nicole for sharing some of their insights. And then uh, we get to speak with Tyler, Tristan, and Taylor from Tall Tines Outdoors. And they're hunting uh, in Tennessee right now. And let's uh, listen in to see what their game plan is for the season. Well, we came down here to do a little bit of hunting, trying to get some deer, maybe some coyotes tonight or something. Okay, gotcha. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, Tyler, you and I started interacting a little bit on Facebook. And uh, it started out with a share for share kind of thing. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing at Tall Tines Outdoors. Kind of just made the page as as a joke. Okay. We just had some of our friends like it. We we're gonna post some pictures, and, and then got a couple pages that share it. Now it's at like two thousand, two thousand likes. Gotcha. Now why is it a joke? I mean, not not a joke, but just for some of our friends to see. We didn't really expect you know a lot of people that we didn't know to like it. Gotcha. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you're from Pennsylvania, correct? Yep. Yeah. And uh, how old are you? We're uh, we're seventeen. So, okay, so we got some young men trying to do some, some hunting things, just kind of doing the things that you like, and you created a Facebook page. Does that sound about right? Basically, yeah. Okay. How did you get into hunting? Well, to start for me, Tristan, uh, my grandfather, he he plays, he plays a big part in our in our hunting life. He uh, took us out way out Altoona in Pennsylvania there, and he really got us jumped in and excited about it. and It all just came so quick and grew up loving it. How long ago was this? That was roughly six years ago. That's when you first started getting into the hunting. Uh, are you talking as far as deer hunting? Uh, it was your first time deer hunting? Did you go out uh, squirrel, rabbit hunting, stuff like that to start out with? The first hunt was actually deer hunt. Right on. It, it, all, it all started with deer for a couple of years. That's an addiction. It, it's very <laughs> addicting. <laughs> all right. So bring us through your first deer hunting experience. Who, who was the first one to go deer hunting of the three of you? Well, me and Tristan went, and uh, I believe we were out a year or two before Tyler was. And, okay. You know, we just kind of met up and started sharing the memories. All right, so where did you where did you hunt? You were hunting in Pennsylvania? Yeah, we were hunting, uh, we were hunting deer in Pennsylvania, All small right. town in Millville. All right. When, what year did you start hunting? 
Um, about 2007. Okay. So you've been hunting about six years. Yeah. Can, can you vividly remember your first deer hunting experience? Like yes, it was, I can. Like it was yesterday. Okay. I want, I want to extract that from your mind. I want, I want to paint that picture for our listeners. Um, let's go back to the day. Can you remember what the day was like? I can remember exactly what it was like. All right. Uh, we woke up early one morning and, uh, Pap said, you know what, we're just going to walk up the woods here, walk up the trail and, you know, sit down on the blind. So, uh, you know, we did what we said. We walked up and we sat down on the blind and, you know, Pap was up in the tree stand above us and we already had it planned out. You know, first deer comes out, one of us, one of us two would have shot at it. And, you know, we seen this at the time. It was a, it was a nice little five point and, uh, he just came out nice, nice and broadside, about 30 yards, and, you know, laid the smack down on him. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't help but forget, you know, my grandfather's look on my face that he finally, you know, had an accomplishment in his life, you know, seeing us get out and doing something. So this is your, you call him Pappy. Yeah. And Pappy is your grandfather? Yes, he is. Okay. And so there's there's Taylor and Tristan. You guys are just going to go out and go deer hunting. What kind of weapon are you using? Uh, I was using, we were using 30-30, Okay, so you got a, a Winchester 30-30? Marlin. Marlin, Marlin 30-30, okay. Both of you are carrying 30-30s. What, yeah. t- what time of year was it? What month? Uh, it was it was uh, around, you know, December. Snow laid down late in the afternoon. Okay. It was, it was the first day of deer season on my first year. First day of deer season in Pennsylvania, and it's December at this point? Yes, it is. Wow, okay, so does, December has a late deer season, is that right? Yeah, it's the uh, rifle season there. Okay. So it's early December, late December, mid-December, whereabouts? It was early. Okay, so we're early December, Pennsylvania, 2006. Does that sound right? 2007. 2007. Tristan and Taylor get up in the morning. Now, are you anticipating the hunt from the the day before, or is it more like, hey, let's just go hunting? Because you don't know what to anticipate is your first hunt. Well, uh, that night we actually fell asleep watching some deer hunting shows on TV. All right. Excellent. That's <laughs> what I'm talking better, about. Nothing better than starting off with some deer hunting shows. That's for sure. Excellent. All right. So what, the night before you, you're, you're watching some deer shows, do you remember what, what shows you were watching? Um, not, not exactly. Okay. But it's getting you pumped up. Definitely. Okay. You're prepping your, your gear for the next day. And is there a plan? What type? And this is kind of going back to that first hunt, that first hunt you ever on. Everybody's had their first hunt. Um, is this the fir- first hunt you've ever been on, or is this the a hunt um, that you've been on by yourself? Uh, this uh, hunt here in Tennessee? No, the the one that we're talking about right now, the one in Pennsylvania. No, that was a uh, that was just our first hunt. Period. Period. Okay, and. So you have your your thirty thirties, and do you, can you remember like the what the weather was doing? What was the temperature? What was the was it raining? Was it dry? Was it cold? What was going on? It it started out a little rainy that morning, and they never had anything about you know any snow coming in. But once it hit about twelve one o'clock, man, it just piled on, I and mean, it was a lot of snow. And that that we noticed, it got a lot of deer up moving. Got, okay, so it was a good snow. What tell us about the snow? Um, how deep was it? Probably about four or five inches. Four or five inches, heavy or or light. It, it was heavy snow. Heavy snow. Okay, good tracking snow. Is uh, quiet and soft. Um, and what what made you decide to hunt where you were going to hunt? Just seeing trail camera photos. Just seeing the deer around there next to the plot. It all worked out. Okay, so you, you're working. You decided to hunt near a food plot. You've got some trail cameras. So you've done some scouting. You know kind of where this is. And this is the first day of rifle season, 2007. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Dusty, what questions do you have about this hunt? Tell me tell me what kind of gear, what kind of hunting gear did you have on? Like, for instance, you know, you, you, your first time out, uh, you went out with your grandfather, obviously, and picked up some, uh, some kind of hunting attire, uh, clothing. Tell us about what kind of gear you had uh, on your first hunt. As far as, you know, when, when you got up that morning, tell us through the day how it started. Um, 2006, obviously, the, the new technology camouflage wasn't out yet. But uh, tell us a little bit about what you had to set up for your hunt and to get going out to the woods that morning. We well, we have to wear orange and rifle. Right. Did you but, guys uh, have on? Uh, did you have on camouflage, or did you just put on a couple layers of sweatpants and some blue jeans to head out? No, nah, it, it was camouflage, but it, you know, like you said, it wasn't a high, it wasn't the high tech, you know, new kind of looking great camo. It was, 
it was pretty cheap stuff. Right. That, that's that, that's how you start, though. You know, that uh, sometimes is the best way to get somebody in the woods is, is not only the best or the very best that you can buy, but just something to get you by. Uh, tell us about how what all did you have on? Did you, did you guys have any kind of cover scent or anything like that to go out that morning? No, nah, uh, we we actually didn't really get big in that stuff till a little while ago. It just get dressed and go out. No hanging clothes out, no deer scents, no nothing. Right on. Yeah, that, you know, that. I think that's a way a lot of young hunters start out. You know, they just throw their hunting gear on and go and, and hope for the best. And, and as always, as a young kid, the best is, is very hopeful for sure. Right. If I think back to the first day I went hunting, it's way different than the, the, what I do today. Well, you're old. That, that's all. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. The, these days, it's coffee first, and then we'll start worrying about the scent control after that. Right on. What, what do you guys do nowadays? Tell us real quick what you guys do nowadays to get set up to go to the woods. I use dead down wind and uh, lots of five-hour energies. Five hour energy and dead down wind. I like it. <laughs> That's the young generation of hunters right there. There it is. Um, and how does uh, that first deer that walked out in front of your blind? What was going through your mind? It, it was sort of. It was a really high adrenaline rush. I mean, I never experienced the moment in my life, and it, it was just really neat. It's something you can never forget, even if it was a doe. You know, it's just it's stuck there. And that hooked you, didn't it? That's that's the adrenaline that you you strive for every time you go out. Now, um, did it? Did anybody shoot? Yeah, uh, actually, Tristan nudged me. You know, go ahead and take the shot. So I put it right there on the heart, and you know, let the bullet fly. And he ran about twenty yards and fell over. Just like that, beautiful. Just like that. Yep, Tyler. Yeah. Let's talk about your first deer experience. How old were you when you first went out? Uh, I was twelve. Twelve, so it was about five years ago. Yeah, gotcha. And who who are you hunting with? Were you with anybody or by yourself? Oh, uh, my grandfather. Your grandfather. What's your grandfather's name? Gene. Gene. So you're with your grandfather, Gene. Do you have a nickname for him? You call him Pappy or Grampy or anything like that? Pop. Pop. So you're with Pop. And was it Pop that kind of got you into hunting in the first place? Oh yeah, we go out for squirrels before that. Gotcha. There's always somebody, right? There's always somebody in your family that is generally responsible for getting you at least started. And so Pop is the one that got you started. Um, and how vivid is that day for you, that first time you ever went out? Well, for like the first two years I went out, I don't even think I saw a deer. It was always windy and I'd always want to leave. And mm-hmm. So I don't remember that well, but I do remember my first buck. Okay. It's not uncommon, right, Dusty? I mean, I I don't know if you, what Dusty's first hunting experience was like, but it it seems like the, that that can happen. Um, not seeing a deer for the first who knows how long. I know guys have hunted for 10, 15, 20 years, never even got a, a deer. Period. I, I know quite a few actually that's been uh, trying for twenty five plus years to uh, shoot a doe. You know, I mean it. It's uh not necessarily a whole lot of skill but it's a whole lot of luck you know and you guys being young you got a long time to hunt ahead of you you know if you play your cards right and the good lord lets you keep on a, a rolling in the woods but uh you know it, it's a challenge it's it's something that you take a lot of time to figure out that's for dang sure right so tyler you you uh, didn't see any deer for the first couple of years and no but then then what happened what happened after that two-year period well, it was first day rifle. I was 14. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Pennsylvania. Went out again? early in the morning. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I was with my dad. Okay. And, uh, went out and uh, I had, I think, 16 or 17 doe come by. And here it was, uh, the first week. You can only shoot a buck. And then I saw a deer walking up by himself after a while. And I saw it was a buck. So it's probably a 150 yard shot. Mm-hmm. And I shot and he ran over the hill. Gotcha. Fell up. And, how did you decide to hunt this spot? Well, I'd go with my pop squirrel rabbit hunting there a lot, and I'd always see deer, buck. So I figured it'd be a good spot to sit in the ravine there where they come up. Gotcha. So you did a little a little scouting preseason, in a sense. Yeah. Okay. And what was your setup like? Was were you on the ground um, or in a tree? How did you decide what the setup should be? Well, I just told my dad to go sit down. You know, like 60 yards down past me, I was going to sit on top of the hill there where I could see down in the ravine and up the other side. And he came right up from the bottom working his way up the other side there. Gotcha. How far to the bottom of the ravine? 
Uh, probably like 80 yards. Gotcha. And do you remember what the day was like? Was it warm, cold, wet, dry? Tell us about the day. It was in the 60s. It was hot out. Okay. So first day rifle. First day rifle. And is is this December again, or is this a different time? November 28th. November 28th. And it's it's a warm day in November in Pennsylvania. And is it uh, is it dry out? Any pers- yeah. Okay. So it's a dry, warm day. And you're sitting upon this creek bed. And, or not a creek, but a, a rav- you're on the top of a ravine and you're looking down in the ravine. And it, it is a spot that you had decided that was going to be good because you've been out squirrel hunting with Pop. And how long, what time of day did you get there? I was there half hour before daylight. Gotcha. Any, uh, any uh, scent control or any kind of pre uh, flight check on your equipment and stuff like that? No, I actually had a meal ready to eat with me and I was cooking that when I shot the deer. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> That's a story right there. There it is. Um, Dusty, what questions do you have for Tyler about his first hunt or his yeah, first Tyler, first year? It's the experience of a lifetime to uh, get on your first buck for sure. It's uh, like no other in the world. Uh, you know, it, tell us from from when you started there. You know, you look back on it now. What what kind of mistakes did did you make the previous years of hunting? Is there anything looking back on the first two years that you didn't see anything that you would have changed after you seen the buck and shot it? Well, uh, I always went out kind of late, and the cold really bothered me. I didn't want to sit still, so I'd only stay for an hour. So, and uh, I think around here, first day rifle. A lot of hunters leave the woods pretty early, start pushing the deer around. I think that's probably the best time to be out. Is it get up and hit the woods early? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a lot earlier than I was. Right on, you know, and that, that's what's cool about deer hunting is that uh, from pe- previous experiences, you can learn that different techniques help you be more successful, you know, out there. Uh, in Pennsylvania at the time, do you guys do any kind of food plots at all that you can hunt over? Nah. I mean, this year on one of the one of the farms I hunt as a cover crop, they planted buckwheat and sugar beets. I mean, deer were in there like crazy. That was right a no-brainer on. to set up. That uh, back at when you killed your first one, did you guys have food plots or anything like that set up? No. Right on. Gotcha. And how did you guys find each other? Well, we went to the same school together, and it wasn't really until about our last our last year in our middle school until we really started communicating. Because we'd always talk about hunting with each other, and then one would just join in, and basically we just got to talk about hunting together and things like that. Gotcha. So you guys met up in uh, in school, um, a middle school. Yeah. And were you were you uh, in school? Where did you kind of find each other to the point where you almost formed your own clique? Or I mean, how did that how did that develop? How did you find each other in the middle school? Were you just your parents' friends, or you you just kind of hit it off on the playground? How did you find each other actually in the school? Um, we kind of had classes together, and my stepfather went to school with his dad. Gotcha. And and the three of you all went to the same middle school. Is that right? Yep. Gotcha. And at some point, you guys decided that, hey, uh, we should probably put something together. And you formed Tall Tines Outdoors. And what was it that made you decide that, hey, this is a time that we should uh, do something? And what, what is that mission? I and mean, what is it you're trying to accomplish? And the, the, the Facebook page started as a joke, in a sense. But what, what is it that you're trying to achieve here? Well, we're really just chasing the dream like any other hunters out there. We're trying to make make the best out of it and carry it on show off the sport a little bit too as well okay and is is it just just for just so you can show people what you're doing or are you trying to create a television show in the future um what is it uh, that makes you want to share pictures of, of deer and, and bucks and things like that well i always thought it'd be awesome if something come out of it because i really can't see myself doing anything else Gotcha. So the, this, uh, the hunting, you've got the fever, in other words. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, tell So, I mean, you're primarily from Pennsylvania. You, you grew up in Pennsylvania. You found each other in, in grade school in Pennsylvania. Um, the four of you, or the three of you, formed this group. Is there anybody else that's uh, part of your group, or is it just the three of you right now? It's just the three of us. Okay. What is your connection to Tennessee? Why Tennessee? Well, my aunt uh, previously... Uh, bought some land down here, and she'd always show us pictures of deer and stuff that she'd get on her trail cameras, and 
every time we saw her, we'd just talk to her about hunting it, and we finally got the chance to come down here. We're just trying to make the best out of it. And that's where you're now. That's where you're at right now, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you're in Tennessee, and what's the plan? What's the plan while to hunt down there? You tell us about the landscape. What's the what's what are the woods like? What are the trees like? What are, are we, uh, what's the landscape of the the area that you're hunting? Mountains. <laughs> Mountainous regions of Tennessee. It's yep. it's a lot of big mountains. It's very it's very tough. A lot a lot of hard traveling. Okay. And what about the cover? Is it? I mean, what kind of trees are we talking about? Big oak trees. There's a a lot of small scrub brush. And... Gotcha. Um, and the areas that you're hunting, got any food plots coming in, or are you just trying to kind of figure it out? Is it is it near a farm? You think you said your your aunt that has a farm down there? Um, it's really just in the middle of the woods. Uh, there's a couple fields that we're thinking about maybe trying to throw some food plots on. Okay. So you're, you're kind of trying to learn the layout of the land while you're down there. Is this the first trip to Tennessee? Yeah. Okay. So you're trying to figure it out along about what's there, where you're going to hunt, how are you going to hunt it. This is your uh, maiden voyage, so to speak, to this area. Um, what's your game plan? Well, we were out scouting today and, uh, we noticed the you know how tough it is to get up the mountains, and we honestly didn't think much of you know hunting the side of the mountain or you know the trails up there. It's just too rough. And while we were out scouting this morning, we just it's unbelievable how many deer you're actually seeing up in there. It's it's something we actually we're definitely trying to get up in the mountains and take one off of there. It's it'll be an adventure. Gotcha. It's, uh, it, I'm going to talk here, Jay, because uh, absolutely I, go for I, it. I hunt Kentucky quite often, man, and, and they're the mountainside bucks are the best ones to hunt because for one you got big shot big shots and long distance shots but uh it, it's something that you don't think about hunting flat ground you know obviously pennsylvania's got some rolling hills and stuff but you guys really haven't seen mountains like that's where you're at anyway but uh them bucks down there in tennessee and kentucky they, they there's nothing stopping them man i've seen them climb straight up and down cliffs and it's like it's nothing to them that's what's pretty cool about it you know and i encourage you to go the extra mile and, and even if it's uh a big hike to get up there uh take advantage of it get on a ledge where you can oversee some uh, you know some bottom where they can travel a little bit on some flat ground you know there's obviously ledges that they're going to walk around take advantage of all that you know use the higher elevation to overlook a lot of area below you yeah i, uh, I said to taylor he said he wanted to sit up there on the hillside i said I don't think they're, no, they're going to cross here. It's real steep. It wasn't 10 seconds after I said that two deer went right up across there. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's like they're trained marathon runners when you get down in the Kentucky, Tennessee, big mountain area. It's unbelievable what them deer can actually go up and down. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, How many acres are you all on? 600. Oh, wow. That's uh, quite a piece of land there. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's only about 24 miles from the Kentucky border. Right on. So are you, uh, I'm guessing it's going to be a little bit eastern Kentucky, uh, Tennessee area for the mountains to be there. Yeah. What, um, so you got the, you have a big plot of land. Is anybody else hunting this along with you? Do you, do you have to have the permission to hunt this land? No, it's, it's actually Tristan and Taylor's aunts. So. Yeah. And are there other hunters on the property as well or just you guys? Just one person, his grandfather, but he doesn't. He can't make it all the way up top where we'd be able to. So you guys just hit a gold mine here. Very big one. <laughs> you have six hundred acres all to yourself, except for um, the grandfather that can't quite get there. But you're gonna—I assume you're gonna put him on a good stand somewhere, right? He's got the best one in the house. He does. All right, excellent. That's <laughs> I what I'm that talking about. Excellent. That was, that was coming for sure. That's fantastic. Um, so what's the what's after Tennessee for you guys? Where are you going after Tennessee? Um, we're gonna head back about the day before the uh, first day of rifle season in Pennsylvania, and we're gonna see what we can get there for the first day. Gotcha. And what's your game plan in Pennsylvania? Where are you gonna hunt? How are you gonna hunt? Well, we got we got my grandfather that started us all on day getting hunting. He actually his buddy owns about nine hundred acres down there, and it's just a lot of fields and a couple creek bottoms. It's it's really nice. Well, it sounds like you guys are going to have a, a heck of a deer season this year. Um, yeah, you doing any bow hunting? Looks like you guys are th drawing back some bows on your Facebook page. We do a lot of it. Gotcha. Um, any uh, any harvested animals so far this year? Uh, yeah, we all got a doe up in Pennsylvania for the first week of archery and just saving the buck. And hopefully until the late season of archery up there when the snow's down, you can really see them running through. I mean, they just get so excited over it. It's, it's unbelievable. 
Say that again. So you've got they get excited over it. Yeah, they. It's different because when the snow hits up in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you see more deer out running than you do usually during the rut. <laughs> is that right? Interesting. How? It's why pretty, is that? I don't know. It's just the like you said the the little hills and and there's a lot of people starting to timber off up there and they you know they just lay in there and insulate themselves. And then when the snow flies, it's uh, it gets moving. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And you're gonna it's like a it's like a kid when it when the snow comes they get all excited it sounds like yeah interesting um, well very good guys we uh, we appreciate you taking some time to talk to us about what your plan is um, we we really are kind of focusing on uh, the younger hunters in this episode so we're glad uh, you guys could come on board and uh, share some of those details with us um, and uh, best of luck to all you guys how do how do if our listeners are uh, tuning in and they want to reach out to you how would somebody contact you guys. Just get a hold of us on tall times. I mean, we got our cell phones. We got, you know, internet. We'll always get back to you and just keep in contact. Okay. Um, and is it tall? Do you have a website as well or just the Facebook page? Not yet. My dad actually makes websites, so he said that he'll make us one when we get back. Okay. So the Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash tall times television, correct? Yes. And then the page is Tall Tines Outdoors. In the spring, we strut. In the fall, we rut. Just a couple of kids from Pennsylvania chasing the dream. Um, yep. And on here, there's some contact information. We don't, I don't see any emails or, or places like that, but you say just uh, reach out to you and post something on your Facebook page. Post or message, either one. We'll get back to you. Okay. All right. Excellent, guys. Well, that's fantastic. Any uh, final questions for Taylor, Tristan, or Tyler, Dusty? You know, be safe out there, guys. You know, stick together there in Tennessee. Them hills and mountainsides, it ain't no joke. Somebody falls down and gets hurt. We wish you the best of luck, and we sure do thank you for coming on the Big Buck Registry, Big Buck Podcast. Thank you. All right, guys. Be safe, too. Good luck. Good luck, guys. Take care. All right, thank you to Tyler, Tristan, and Taylor from Tall Tines Outdoors. That was very cool. Uh, good luck this guy, this uh, season, you guys, down in Tennessee. And um, please check in with us again soon. Next up, we are speaking with Neil Erdman. And Neil is our Hunter Highlight of the Week. Uh, I cannot wait for you to listen to this, this uh, story. It's pretty cool. Uh, Neil had a double bow kill recently. He shot a nice buck and a doe all within a few minutes of each other in illinois and we get to listen in to all the little details of what made that hunt successful and hopefully we can turn that hunt and his skill set into our skill set and maybe we can do the same thing so let's listen in as we speak with neil i was uh just you know i was by myself this afternoon that afternoon but uh I got an opportunity to hunt along uh, the Rock River here in Illinois just for, a, a, you know, a few days. They, they allowed me to come out, and um, it just so happened that I worked with the guy that hunts at the property already, and he, he drew me a little map and showed me where to go where his stands were at so I didn't have to scout, you know, walk around set my own stands up. That's cool. So the, the, yeah. somebody you know um, kind of turned you onto the property? Yeah, yeah. I, I know the I know the landowners actually from okay. way back, and they just uh, gave me permission to come out. Gotcha. And they drew you a, a map? What did they draw the map on? So the guy come over to my house and just you know, we sat around the kitchen table and he's you know he's like, I got six stands up here and, and kind of walked me through where they're all at on the piece of paper and I uh, with that I went out and uh, walked to him and found them. Gotcha. So you made just like an eight and a half by eleven printer piece of paper kind of thing, the standard white piece of paper. Yep. Yep. So he, and he drew you the the diagram of where all the stands were. Gotcha. Yeah. Here's the elevation. You gotcha. know, you come up these trails and here's some stands and you know you go around the bottom he said and then there's some more stands there. And, so. Cool. Now tell us yeah. about the um, the the place where you're hunting again. You're in Illinois, and you yep. said you said you're hunting a, a riverbed. Yeah, it's along uh, the Rock River, which is it's a it's a pretty large river. Um, you know, it's just basically uh, rolling hills, um, a lot of oak trees up in there. Um, the, the, the underbrush is pretty well wide open, which is nice for deer hunting. Uh, not a lot of stuff to shoot through. So gotcha. Yeah. And what type of day was it? What uh, what day of the month was it? it was uh, be Monday, November eighteenth. Okay. I believe it was. 2013. 2013, yeah. Okay. And what describe the day? Was it uh warm, cold, wet, dry? Tell us about the details. I wanna say it was uh was it uh, just an average, you know, fall day, kinda of overcast. Um I believe it was high twenties, low thirties that day, with uh, you know, probably five to ten mile an hour wind. <clears throat> gotcha. Okay. And did you have any preparation like to use any special soaps or scent control? 
I do like simply wash my clothing. Um, had to work in the morning that day. Okay. So I did it the night before and then just, you know, had it in the bag in my truck. Okay. And what kind of bag did you have? Do you have a, just a regular old um, garbage bag or do you have a special bag for it? I just have like a garbage bag. Garbage bag. Gotcha. And free wash and dry and put them in the bag. Gotcha. And then you get dressed in the field? Yes. I uh, I actually had to go to work, so I, I went, you know, basically just my outers were sent free and I, I spray down my work clothes. Um, because I had to come straight from work. I sprayed them down and then put my outers on and then sprayed down again. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you have a particular brand of spray that you like to use? Um, you know, I can't remember what it is. Um, I have to look what it was. I can't remember. Right. No, that's okay. That's I mean, that's important. Not that it's it's yeah. important to know, you know, if it's important to you. That's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, so it's some kind of brand of uh, cover spur uh, scent killer. Got it. All right. Yeah. So all right. So it's a it's a twenty thirty degree day. It's just standard day, not wet or dry, just kind of normal. Um, you're hunting okay. the, hunting the creek bed in Illinois, mm-hmm. and um, take us through the hunt. Take us from the moment you woke up. Well, well, I woke up and I went to work. And right. It just happened that day that it worked out where I could get off work early and I was going to go hunting, you know, so I was prepared for that. And uh, I got off a little early and I, I drove out the property and, of course, got out and got dressed mm-hmm. and sprayed down. And then I did, uh, I pulled in, being that it was about the time of the rut around here. Okay. I, I got some uh, pink 69 zone rut. Um, and I put it on a drag bag and drug that into my stand with me. Gotcha. Did you um, <clears throat> tell me about the time of day? What time did you get out of work? I, I was out of there by probably about a quarter to two, but it was probably a 45 minute drive back to where I was hunting. Okay. Um, so after your spray down and, and set, uh, scent prep, you were probably getting into the field about three o'clock? Yep. Okay. Right. Gotcha. I probably got to the stand about three. Yep. Okay. All I right. that drag rag in and I just climbed up to my stand and, uh, I took my backpack off and pulled my bow up and was just getting situated. And right away, here come a bell right on the trail. Right gotcha. just in. Let's back up just a sec. How far was the walk from your vehicle to your tree stand? It's probably probably 10, 15 minute walk in. Okay. Um, and was it a walking through this through a ravine and across creek and up through the middle of a great big ravine and that's where the gotcha. creek is where the tree stand is sitting. Gotcha. So you have a, a not a trail, but you know how to get there and you have to go through some couple of obstacles well, to get to the spot. Yeah, I had never been there before. I used that guy's map and gotcha. um, just kind of made my way there and found it you know, with no problems. Gotcha. Okay. And you did the, <laughs> the drag rag on your 15, 20-minute walk to the stand. Got it. Yeah. All right. So what, what happens? And you get into the stand? I got into the stand, and I probably wasn't in there 10 to 10 minutes, and uh, here come a doe down the same trail I just walked in. Okay. And uh, I let her get up on me, and she got right below me in the creek, and I took a shot at her. Actually, uh, hit her in the spine, which wasn't an ideal shot, but so she she went right down below me and was paralyzed. I, so I, you know, the ethical thing to take another shot and put her out. So I did that, and uh, I, I, I thought that I had put her out, but after five or so minutes, she was still head up trying to get up, and so I said, you know, got to put a third arrow in her. And I, and I did, and finally got her to expire, and <clears throat> well, then I'm out of arrows. Right. I only carried three arrows in that day, so... Um, I got. I decided it's only you know about three fifteen now, and so I decided I would climb down, get my arrows, and get back up and sit down again. And uh, so you actually that. went down to the doe and extracted your arrows and put them back in your quiver. Yeah. and Went back up to your stand. I I went down and but I was thinking ahead. I'm like, I didn't want to get caught without my bow with me, so I lowered my bow down with me and just sat it there on the side of the creek and went and extracted my arrows. Yeah. And uh, I only had one broadhead left that was good. But as I was doing that, I looked back to where I had walked in, and I seen movement, and it was more deer coming. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, here comes some more deer. So I took my one good broadhead, and I ran back to my bow, and I hid behind the tree and knocked that arrow again. The first deer to come in was um, just a small six-point. Okay. And he came in and, you know, and investigated the doe laying there, and he, he didn't like the sight of that very much. So, and then he, he actually stopped right in front of me about five feet out and stared at me for a while. What did the what did that deer do when it saw the doe? Well, it, it came in and, you know, it looked and then it kind of jumped. It seemed the doe laying there just kind of jumped and didn't like it. Huh. And he went to get out of the creek. Well, there I was standing behind the tree, and he's like, there's something something there. You know, he, he didn't know what it was, and he was staring at me. And uh, probably 20, 30 seconds went by, and I found I had to blink, you know, I couldn't hold it anymore. And when I blinked, he was that close to me, they, they startled him and jumped around the backside of me. <laughs> and, but at 
that point, I was watching the big nine-point already. I, don't, I didn't know how far away he got from me, the six-pointer. But the nine-point came in at about 30 yards, and I decided you know, I was going to take him because he was a pretty good-sized deer. Well, when I drew back on the nine-point, the little one caught me, caught my movement, and blew. It scared the nine-point, he jumped out about 10 more yards, probably about 40 yards now. And But he stopped and turned sideways. You, uh, you know, I think he was just checking out to what that little deer was blowing out, and, and that's when I released my arrow and stuck him. Gotcha. And where was the shot? <clears throat> oh, it was, uh, it was a pretty good shot, just, you know, behind the shoulder. Right in the kill zone. Gotcha. Yes. And how far away was he again? I, I estimated about 40 yards. He was in a 40-yard pin. 40-yard pin. Gotcha. And it was on mm-hmm. the it was on the ground? I was standing on the ground, yes, next to the creek gotcha. behind the creek. Okay. All right. One of the things I want to go over is the uh, head-to-toe equipment check. Tell us about all the things you had with you during the hunt. Well, I have Start with bow, you. which is... Yeah, go ahead. It's an older bow. It's a reflex excursion made by Hoyt. With, um, I shoot uh, Beeman, you know, ICS Hunter arrows. and mm-hmm. um, use Montec G5 six-blade broadheads. And, um, okay. Of course, I always have a, a drunk call and, a, and, a, and a, some sort of rattle bag. I use the, uh, uh, what's it called? It's a tack rack is what I use. Okay, tack rack. And did you have to use yeah. any, any of the, the calls? What, do, you, do you know what brand grunt call it is? Um, night and hail, I think. Night and hail. Did you have to use any? I, I didn't even use any of my call. I barely had just got to my stand when all this kind of went down. Gotcha. So they they were, I, they, I didn't have to. They were coming through whether you like it or not. Um, they were coming. I think they were all following the graduate um, trail. Gotcha. Interesting. And it was... Uh, as far as your clothing, what did you have on for clothing? You know, start hats or start at the head and go to the, go to your your feet. Um, you know, it's nothing special, no brand name stuff. It's mm-hmm. Stuff I get at the local farm and feed the call and um, just a just a cap, you know, like stocking cap, with camo, you know, it's your average camo clothes that are no scent, you know, no scent free clothes or anything. Okay, so just regular old hunting clothes, just um, cotton based clothes yeah, that are camouflaged that you covered over with some scent. What about your boots? What do you get carrying for boots? I have uh, Remington boots. Okay. Are they rubber or um, some other kind of? They are sort of like a tennis shoe boot type boot. You know, just comfortable to walk in if I need to walk long ways. Okay. Um, a little right. bit waterproof, you know, six inch boot or whatever. Gotcha. Any um, any knives or anything like that? Um, yeah, I have uh, Remington. I believe it's a Remington knife. Uh, you know, gut hook knife. Gut hook. Okay. And then. Couple other knives, I don't, I don't know the brand of those. Gotcha. Okay, and um, it's uh, what you? How did you extract two deer from the woods? Well, that, a friend of mine that has a stand set up there, he also lives about a mile away from there, and he, I called him on the phone, told him what happened, and he's like, well, heck, like, I know right where you're at. You can you go to my house, and you got a Polaris Ranger there, and drive that right in there and pick them deer that one. He made it quite easy for us. Oh, that's handy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Gotcha. Drag. We did have to drag the buck a little ways, and he was two guys it was all we could do to drag him when we got on flat ground so. gotcha so the yeah. how far how far did the deer run how far did the buck run after you shot the buck probably ran 150 200 yards okay and uh we actually i waited about an hour to blood trail him and actually kicked him up and he just kind of slowly made his way up a, a really tall a tall steep hill and just kind of stood there at the top so we decided we were going to back out yeah go and feel get to take care of the doll and get it hung and have some dinner and come back and when we came back about two hours later he was laying probably 15 hours from where we last uh, when we last saw him standing there at the top of that hill gotcha awesome um and then uh, as far as the meat how did you prepare the meat what did you do with it well, i always uh i'd, I'd go turn myself in the ground and and uh, when I when I was young, I worked at a meat market. I've done thousands of deer. So I, oh, excellent! I just butcher them myself, and I have a vacuum sealer, and I seal up the steak and yep. grind grind the meat and mix it with twenty five percent beef suet and, and freeze it up. Beautiful, love that. Um, tell us about a few details. I mean, the the dough looked like it was a fairly large dough um, from, yeah. from the looks of it. How did you weigh either of the deer? No, I didn't. Um, I don't have a scale big enough to weigh. I have some fish and scales, but okay. I only go up 75 pounds, so gotcha. I wasn't able to weigh them. Yep. And how many points on the buck? The buck had uh, nine points. Um, Excellent. And how did you uh, measure the rack? I have not scored him yet. Okay. How um, how how wide? Okay. How wide? You know, I you? never even put a, I never even put a tape measure on him. Oh no, so. kidding. Gotcha. Okay. No, okay. Well, just a real good size nine point outside of his ears. You know, good mass. Yep. Any uh, any other unique features on the deer that you noticed? Not really. He just you know 
he would have been a real good symmetrical ten, but he was missing that one point on the one side. So just I guess and it just never developed. Gotcha. On, on the left side. Gotcha. Was uh was was he in rut? Could you tell? Oh yeah, his glands were pretty gnarly and smelly and okay. wet. And his neck is swollen, and, and he was definitely he was definitely following that doe or following my drag rig trail or bull. You know. Yep. Gotcha. Well, excellent, Neil. Congratulations. That's uh, it's a fantastic deer. Thank we're gonna we've already posted on our Facebook page, which is how you found us in the first place. Um, but we will yeah. definitely um, put this whole audio recording on our show, and uh, we'll put post this with um, a picture of your deer on our blog along with the show. So, yeah. congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. Not too often you get a double kill uh, as fast that as was, that one. That was my first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's so cool. Something we haven't really. Uh, heard about yet so now we know how it happens yep, yep. <laughs> maybe just just luck but it was it was definitely a fun hunt right <clears throat> uh, it took some prep took some luck took some uh, planning but uh you were in the right place at the right time that's right yeah. right excellent um a good deal neil we'll uh we'll send you a link to the show as soon as as soon as it launches and uh okay we'll wish you luck and i don't know if you're still hunting but if you are uh best of luck and uh, we'll, we'll definitely catch you again on the big buck registry all right thank you very much all right take care you too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you to Devin, Nicole, Tyler, Tristan Taylor, and Neil Erdman with his double bow kill. And thank you to Dusty Phillips for joining us this week with his uh, souped-up microphone. He's sounding great. And uh, if you'd like to reach out to us and give us some feedback or just uh, send in a photo of a Big Buck that you shot, you can send an email to j at bigbuckregistry.com. You can reach uh, Dusty over at facebook.com forward slash chubby tines outdoors and you can visit our facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash big buck registry our twitter handle is big buck registry you can always give us a call at 724-613-2825 leave us some feedback about the show what you like what you don't like what you'd like us to cover that would be very cool um or you can uh, just leave some details about a nice hunt you're on uh, check in a buck so to speak so this is jay scott your host of the big buck registry's big buck podcast and we'll see you next week can't wait 